0: Episode four of the Fantasy Forecast is here. Week two of the NFL season's in the books. I mean, we're ready to talk about it. Brett and all other three are here. Z, Dan, Tyler, how we doing? How'd the week go?
1: Uh, You know, uh, this week, you know, fantasy-wise, I split in leagues. I pulled out a gritty win against Dan with uh, the Green Bay defense pulling me the win. Not exactly how I wished uh, who I wish I was relying on for a fantasy dub. My other league, I just got absolutely smoked. But, again, solid, solid Sunday of football. Uh, Enjoyed watching the games. I felt like, you know, the 1 p.m. G- games are a little low offensively, and it was just kind of slow to watch. But it definitely picked up with uh, those afternoon – uh, the afternoon slate of the games. But, yeah, overall, good week.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like these games are pretty slow. kind of felt more like week one to me. It looked like – Everyone was a little rough out there. A lot of teams getting blown out. There was some close games, as you said, in the later half. Um, as for fantasy, I had a really, really, really rough, rough week. I got blown out, pretty much doubled up in one league, uh, almost almost 100-piece. And my other league, I lost a heart-wrencher to Aaron Jones. This dude absolutely destroyed me. Uh, we'll talk about it more later for sure. This dude went off.
3: Yeah, uh, as Zebo said, I uh, had a uh, really tough loss uh, this week, um, fought, fought hard, but uh, it's always frustrating when uh, ESPN says you're going to average 140 points and you don't crack 100. So uh, I had, a, I had a, a lengthy conversation with my team, told them my expectations, uh, what I wanted to see from them this, this coming week. I think they got the message. Um, because they're projected to uh, score 140 again, I don't know why. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, the games, like you guys said, not the greatest, you know, obviously a little slow in uh, a couple games, a couple blowouts, but uh, looking forward to another week.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't really complain. I went two and one again, and like two just dominant wins, I think I won by like a combined. 140 points in like both uh, matchups and then one I just got smoked in a double QB because the dude had Mahomes and Kyle Murray, so I just got absolutely like ran into the ground but like as you guys said too I mean the one o'clock games are kind of slow especially it sucked when red zone froze six minutes into the broadcast but that bounced back and then it was like a good day from then on out Um, other than that, though, I mean, Tyler said, I can't complain about Aaron Jones. I have the guy in one league and he propelled me to a huge dub. I was only up by like 20 going in and he had a guy or two and I was like a little on the edge, but then he put up like 43. So I can't really complain. So that actually leads us into our next topic about players of the week. I have the running back, so I'll start and I'm going with Aaron Jones. Obviously, I feel like you can't really can't really go away from that. Derrick Henry had his too but that's Derrick Henry you expected him to bounce back after his poor week one performance but we were kind of all looking at the Packers as either hit or miss this past week and I mean obviously they hit Rodgers at four touchdowns Aaron Jones had four touchdowns like they all did their part and Aaron Jones was just a huge part of it especially in the passing game too which helps fantasy owners for PPR especially.
2: All right, So uh, I got wide receivers this week and I think obvious who I'm going to go with Cooper cup, another massive week from the dude, nine receptions, 163 yards, two touchdowns, this dude and Matt Stafford or something else, man. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, I've seen continued success. I think it's going to continue throughout the season. Obviously he was a flex coming into the season. I feel like people were kind of sleeping on him. I feel like, Throughout his career he's kind of been an underrated wide receiver and now he's kind of getting a shine with a real quarterback
1: yeah uh so switching over to the tight end position um I mean I, I just want to talk about Gronk here I mean this dude leaves New England retires whatever you know living his life partying doing whatever Gronk wants to do Tom Brady says yo Gronk come back to Tampa comes in a heartbeat last year I feel like um you know, people weren't really talking about him, but I feel like this is just, like, we have to talk about him now. Like, uh, this dude, I think, I mean, speaking just from, like, just, just the four of us here, I know Tyler's had Gronk on his bench as a sec- his backup tight end for the last two weeks. But I feel like at this point, I mean, I feel like you got to start the guy. The dude's the second-ranked tight end right now. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I think Gronk's back in full effect.
2: No, I agree. Um, Gronk for two weeks now has made me look like a dummy this dude is putting up big points on my bench consistently more than my flex and my tight end so i'm gonna play him week three and i'm just letting everyone listening know he's probably not gonna put up any points now so
1: they also got the just rams, see what happens tough. yeah they got the bucks got the rams which is a tough matchup i also i also have gronk
0: on my bench but like i start Hawkinson so like it's like the decision kind of is already like made for me in my sense because he's already like the only target in detroit but and what about I'm a flex actually, play i have Cooper cup uh, yeah, yeah. um Go. i'm trying i'm trying to trade gronk actually right now i'm trying to like sell him at his highest point because like i don't know if he can sustain like this productivity so i'm trying to sell him to someone who has like a lower tier tight end and see what i can get in return
2: yeah, I was about to say I actually think that's a great idea because especially at a position that's so limited, such as tight end. And he's popping off right now. This dude is hot. So the trade bait's gonna be coming in. So if you can balance him quick for like a good running back, running back two, wide receiver two, I would do that in a heartbeat.
3: Yeah, I'll close with uh, with QBs. Um Kylie Murray, obviously, uh the winning quarterback of probably the most one of the most exciting games of the weekend probably between the Cardinals and the Vikings. You probably had the yeah, Ravens and the Chiefs were probably up there as well in in terms of the most exciting games, but I mean, four hundred yards, three touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. I mean he had that a couple of like ridiculous passes where he was thrown off of his back foot. Going in, you kinda had that idea that he was gonna be one of those quarterbacks that was going to do really well fantasy just because he has a really good arm as well as the ability to run and obviously when he runs for a touchdown it just kind of adds you know for from a fantasy perspective it helps just as much um the two interceptions did hurt him could have taken a, took away from what could have been an unbelievable line but um it was still one of the best games of the weekend if
2: not the best Yeah, and as you were saying, uh, Kyler's arm is a big test coming up this year. Uh, We talked about that episode one. We were saying he wasn't going to run as much. And he has more than stepped up to the plate. This dude is hosing the ball all over the field. 400 yards this week, as you said. Just – he looks insane. Baby He He, like – I mean, they just simply
0: don't have, like, a running game anyway. So, like – if he wanted to be the main runner he like could but instead he's just got like a plethora of weapons that he's just thrown to so like any pass he makes is a good pass like you have hopkins obviously and then you have kirk rondell moore who's broken onto the scene you have aj green who dan talked about last week he got a touchdown and then like the running backs you have connor and Edmonds out the backfield you don't really have a sustainable tight end but all of them all of them have done something so he just has so many bodies to throw to and then Like I said at the start, like, he has D-hop. Like, you can just throw it anywhere in that guy's vicinity, and he's probably going to come down with it.
1: Yeah, I I like the point you just brought up, because I was literally going to mention, like, this dude is putting players onto the scene that you wouldn't expect to have this type of production. And I'm sure we're going to talk about guys like Rondelli more later, but, like, Christian Kirk last week literally just going off, and then, you know, this week more went off. And uh, he's, like, even though he has – D Hop, he's still making these other guys look so good. So uh, that offense is just loaded, like you said. Yeah. All right.
0: Away from week two, we're on to week three. Um, starting off in week three, there's there's like a couple there's a couple matchups that are probably gonna catch everyone's eye. Like you're obviously again, as we've talked about the whole time on this show, like you're gonna play you're gonna play the top guys. If you have a top ten QB, you're playing them. But the interesting list when it comes to QBs is that like next year, especially like me, I'm in a two QB league. So I'm always in this tier trying to find guys. And this week on fantasy pros, sorry, Tyler, but Teddy Bridgewater is ranked 11th. I think the dude is a great matchup against the jets. He doesn't, he's not going to throw it deep, but he's just constantly just going to move the chains, get the ball going. And he just finds his weapons all the time. Like Noah fan, of course, like I got to talk about him every week, the guy's just a weapon and, in fantasy and he's going to
2: kind of consistently put up points for you. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, the test is, especially Teddy B has been airing it out. He's especially short routes though. That's something that Jets defense is yet to see this very young Jets defense. So it's going to be interesting. And I think it definitely goes one of two ways, very harshly. I think the defense learns, they adjust quickly. We have a good game or they don't learn this quick or they don't learn the short routes and they get toasted which it's the jets it's probably the latter.
0: No, I think I think he's like a great play especially in a 2 QB league or or like daily fantasy especially cuz you can probably buy him low in that type of, in that type of environment. But like if you're in a top t- like if you're in a 10-person league and it's just one QB you're probably not going to start him unless like you're really trying to take a flyer or you like miss, or you don't have like one of those top guys, but like, you're not going to start him over like Dak or Herbert. Like you're not going to start him over those types of guys, but he's like kind of going to lead the charge in that next tier this week. But the other quarterback I had written down is a team in another two and now team that happens to go with the jets as well. I want to ask you guys about Darnold. Do you think he's actually a fantasy like capable QB now? Like he's put in two solid weeks. I think he's had like 21 points and then 22 points in back-to-back weeks over like 250 yards in both plays.
1: Yeah, no, it's funny you bring that up because I was actually the, the guy that I liked this week just based off matchup. I mean, it's the Texans. Uh The Texans have been performing well offensively. We all know that. I mean, I'm not sure Tyrod's status for the week Davis Mills came in. Yeah, so probably Davis Mills under center. Uh, But honestly, I put Darnold this week. I think he's just been performing well. Maybe all this dude needed was a change of scenery to, uh, you know, get his career back on track. I mean, he's got D.J. Moore, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Terrence Marshall, you know. Uh, Robbie Anderson, like he has weapons now in Carolina that uh, no offense, but he didn't have in New York. And I don't know. I like his matchup this week against Houston. Uh, I think that he'll, he'll get them the dub again. And I think he could have a huge fantasy week against the Texans defense.
3: Two factors before T jumps in. Cause I know he's probably going to want to say something about this. One half of it is when you leave a dumpster fire, you can only go up. I mean, like, the dude just, you know.
0: I mean, you're not wrong.
3: The guys, the, the, the culture around the Jets and the way that they've been built the past couple of years, T, you know, it's it's below average. It's not what you want to see from a team that continues to change head coaches, quarterbacks, all that kind of thing. The other half of it is not everyone can play in New York. Not everyone can play in a big market. So it's also the fact that, you get a guy that, what is he, 23? No, he's like 24. I mean, he's 23. All right, so he's, I mean, he's still incredibly young, and sometimes all that pressure that comes with, you know, being tasked on turning a franchise around, let alone of an NFL franchise in New York, it's tough. You know, that's a lot to carry. So I think just being able to get away from those expectations and kind of have that fresh start, helps. And we've seen that with the number of athletes across a number of sports when they leave New York and how much better they do once they're gone.
2: Yeah. So I agree with what everyone said. Uh, I'm not salty about it. I still love Darnold. I still, (laughs) um, obviously I had the Jersey, a big Darnold fan. Um, Gase ruined him in New York. Definitely. Uh, Adam Gase should probably never coach in the NFL again. He's clearly incompetent. But as you guys are saying, the new scenery, I don't think he's the fantasy quarterback you want to play, though. Um, I think Carolina's still taking it very light with him. Obviously, it's Christian McCaffrey. You're going to be handing off the ball a lot, a lot of screens, which is getting him yards. But he only has three touchdowns. So he's really not getting you those fantasy points you'd be looking for. So as, yes, he's definitely an improved quarterback, and I like Carolina a lot more for him. I just don't think he's a fantasy quarterback yet until he unlocks the playbook.
1: Yeah, no, that's a valid point. I can see that. I just, again, I think the Texans will only just make him look good again, at least for another week. And then, you know, we'll see once we get further down the season. Another interesting guy I want to bring up to you guys is Derek Carr. I mean, I feel like he's always somebody who just puts in the yards and like, it just like, he's just kind of like low key throws for 300 yards. But I feel like these last two weeks, he's, he's put himself on the map. Um, I know I looked at potentially picking up as a waiver wire QB for this week, just because, um, Jameis is on a short leash with me, uh, and he's playing the Pats defense this week, Jameis is. So I'm not sure if I like that. So, but I mean, I don't know, this dude, Derek Carr is just slinging the rock. I know he's questionable, but I hope he plays because I want to, I want to see what he keeps doing.
2: Yeah. So, um, Carr actually, I think he's low key, one of the best deep ball throwers in the league which is why he's low-key puts up these yards. Um, I think he has the weapons too, especially Henry Ruggs. You saw he caught like a 60-plus yard touchdown. Uh, that's obviously – that's going to happen a couple more times this season, so keep a lookout for that. As you said earlier, you wanted to play Rugs, And, um, yeah, no, I think Carr's great. Uh, dude,
0: I love, I love Carr for fantasy. He's actually my backup QB in a, in a league, and – like he's honestly probably like one of the most solid backups you can have. Like you said, he's he's like super low key about it. So he like he's not gonna be too flashy when it comes to that sense and he's not gonna get the publicity that these other top ten ish guys get. But like if you're naming a quarterback list, I'm pretty sure like most people would have him would have him within the top fifteen, which is the top half of the league in terms of QBs. So that makes him a viable fantasy option. And like you said, Tyler, he does throw a beautiful deep ball and Rugs is as fast as anyone in the league. But in that sense, like when you look at it for fantasy too, a deep ball is huge for your sake because that's more yards, more points, like it works in that sense. And then this week coming up, they're playing Miami, who just got the doors blown off them by Buffalo 35, nothing. So uh, he's fitting right into it perfect situation where he could easily come in and just continue to work what josh allen already did to them the past week i think the biggest part about
3: Derek carr is like especially the fact like week two like he beat a pretty good Steelers defense that was a little banged up i know hayden didn't play tj watt got hurt early in the game but like that's still a relatively decent upper echelon defense like you think of the Steelers defense gave Josh Allen troubles in Week One, and Derek Carr is able to, you know, go into Pittsburgh and get a win, which is hard to do. So, um, and he was also utilizing all his targets, like we talked about. Rugs usually, he's like in past years, like when he struggles, he just goes to Darren Waller, play after play after play, and he's not doing that so far this year, which is certainly a yeah, confidence. I Monday mean,
0: night game against Baltimore, he targeted him like fifteen times.
3: Yes, but it's also the fact that they drafted rugs last year and we're already talking about him more in two weeks of this season than they did all last season, because he's at least yeah, the acknowledging only they, the
0: only f- time they talked about him last year is when he caught the game winner against the jets. But that's besides the fact.
3: All right, so it always comes back to the jets, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but uh, jets, no, Hopkins. I mean like <laughs> he's acknowledging the fact that he has all these options and these weapons and based on his interview after they won, week one on monday night football it seems like a guy that you would want to go into battle with you know using a national stage to shout out a teammate for being a hardworking guy so it is a good start for the raiders he's a big part of it but they also were started and zero last year and they finished eight and eight so you're gonna have to kind of monitor how the raiders do the rest of the way as well as how his performance goes and if it
0: has peaks and valleys i agree all right moving away from the good plays of week three there's always got to be some bad ones too for the quarterback position. Any of you can jump in on who you don't like.
1: Uh, I mean, I want to bring up to you guys Tom Brady. I mean, the dudes obviously Yeah, you been, start him.
0: That's the answer. Stop no, the cap. No, stop no, the no, cap.
1: No, I'm a Tom Brady guy. I'm saying. But he's I'm got saying, nine touchdowns in two yeah, weeks. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I know. I'm Tom not I'm not saying sit him. I'm not saying sit him. I'm not I'm not saying it as in like don't play this guy. Obviously, you're playing Tom Brady, he's the goat. I'm just saying, what do you got how do you guys think he performs against I mean, this is arguably the best defense he's played so far within the Rams. I mean I, I'm I, I mean obviously I you play Tom Brady. About it. I obviously you play Tom Brady. That's not my point I'm making. The point I'm making is like I don't know, like I'm I'm not expecting him to, to have the type of game that he's had the last two weeks.
2: I'd play Teddy B over Tom Brady this week.
1: I wouldn't. And this is this is why I wanted to bring it up. I, would. I would. The Jets. I,
0: I think. I think Brady. Like they have no running game whatsoever, so they're just going to have to throw the ball. And that game has the potential to be a shootout, even though they do have two good defenses. Like they still could get into a, a shootout match. And Brady's got all the weapons in the world. It's going to be tough to guard out every single one of them.
2: The Broncos have also yet to establish a running game, though, and the Jets are pretty strong up front, so they're going to have to be thrown a lot. And these young corners have
0: also played the Giants and the Jags.
2: Yeah, now they're playing the Jets.
0: Yeah, three bomb teams.
2: Yeah, and Teddy B's put up points.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Start Tom.
2: Uh, We just agreed that Teddy B put up points.
0: Yeah, I said Teddy B's a good play, but I'm not starting Teddy B over Tom.
1: All right. That's not, and that's not the point I was making either. I was just saying. Tom Brady's put up two insane weeks, like top three quarterback each week, and I'm just not expecting him to have the game that he's had against the Rams defense, but on, I love Tom Brady, so, I mean, go for it. He's chasing 500 yards for the passing record, which looks like more than likely, oddly enough, he's going to break it in Foxborough next week. So Not, when he, throws, a, not
3: when he throws for 550. Uh, <laughs> say, unless,
1: this, unless this dude throws for 501 yards against the Rams defense. He, yeah, I don't know. I can't wait to see the headlines.
3: Tom Brady throws for 550 yards in record-breaking performance.
0: And these these takes just continue to downward spiral.
1: <laughs> it's an it's
2: yeah. I get the I, Aaron the Aaron Donald humbler.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, literally though, um, a guy a guy I don't like this week is actually the guy that Z kind of mentioned. I just hate Jameis this week, dude. He was so bad last week, and I don't like him this week either. Like, regardless of it's the Pats or not, e I like none of the receivers like got open last week. Like, just everyone was covered, and he they don't they didn't even use Camara like he was like he's been used prior. I think he had six fantasy points last week, so there's gotta like some, either something's gotta change, or just like Jameis is in a really
1: bad spot, and he's got to fix like what he's done. Yeah, as a Jameis owner and starting at my QB, I was watching and it was just pain. Like, that's literally all I could say. Like, I remember I was watching the one play. I can't remember, but he literally was like, just threw it up. Like, and it clearly got picked off and I, I turned it off. I was like, I can't do this anymore. So maybe he would need to see a relay sick eye surgery or something. Because going do, from five you, touchdowns to that performance, sheesh.
3: Do you, do you know how many passing yards he has this
2: year in two weeks? I'm gonna guess and say, two hundred and six.
0: I'm going. I'm going one ninety four.
3: You're you're all undershooting him, but he's got hundred and fifty nine yards in two. I games. gave him
2: two hundred and six.
3: Yeah, he, you're both under. That's what I said. But two hundred and fifty nine passing yards in two oh, games. Oh,
2: oh, I think it's one hundred. I apologize.
3: Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, are we on the same page here? But like, <laughs> like the five, t- like. You can say, like, oh, yeah, the five touchdowns were good, but, like, if you watch the highlights, a lot of them were, were like, Kamara runs in front of him right before the snap, and then he shovels it to the right, and Kamara runs it in from five yards out. Like, it was basically a rush. So we haven't really seen anything where he's actually making, like, deep pass. He had that one deep ball, I remember, in week one, but other than that, there hasn't really been anything. So, Um, which is part of the reason why my matchup with Z this week was a literal rock fight because he had like eight points in fantasy. And I thought I had a chance to win. Um, But like, I just, how, like, I don't know if it's the scheme or what, but you're throwing for like 130 yards a game on average. Like it's only two weeks, but still, and you're going up against a Pat's defense that is going to be coming off of a really solid game against yeah, Another team four picks, no biggie. Was it four picks in the first
0: ten pass attempts? Was it know, something like that? I don't even know what it was. Some crazy number.
2: Realistically, my grandma could have had two of them.
3: <laughs> no, a couple of them were bad breaks. A couple of them were going through, uh, going through receivers' hands. So like, I can't blame him for those. But like, there were some. There was like the other two were just like thrown right at. Pass yeah, receivers.
2: no. At that point, it was just in his own head, and it was ugly.
3: Yeah, but all right, so I'll I'll jump in and just talk about the guy that I would sit uh, at quarterback, and it's Jalen Hurts. Uh, obviously, at had the, the solid season opener against uh, the Falcons, but against the 49ers, offense really wasn't there. Like, he kind of wasn't as smooth-flowing offensively as it was in week one, and they are going up against the Cowboys, who after week one, we were like, this defense is awful. What are they going to do? And then they held Justin Herbert in check and somehow escaped LA with the win. Um, the defense is good. Uh, I think it's worth mentioning um, uh, what Michael Parsons did when he had to get moved to DN in the middle of last week, got a sack and had to cut like a bunch of hurries. Like that dude is a beast and he's going to be coming. I think he's coming off the edge again. Cause Lawrence is out for like two months cause he broke his foot. So, Oh man, like it's. I just think he's gonna that the Cowboys defense in a sort of new look thing is gonna be kind of dangerous. And the Eagles offense did not look good against a 49ers team, which like is a defense, like they, they're a pretty solid defense, but I think the Cowboys is uh may have their number. But one, I don't know what you guys think about that.
0: I, I don't like hate it. I think, yeah, we definitely just underrated the, what the Cowboys defense was, and they kind of did. They put the clamps down on Herbert. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't anything he wasn't anything special last week, and you expect that from Herbert on like a weekly basis, from what we're accustomed to seeing.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Micah with that position switch is actually kind of unreal. I remember I was looking at the stats; it was like um one of the best rookie performances at DN in like a while. And we've had some great DNs recently. But um bouncing off the quarterbacks, I'm going to start talking about running backs. And uh, I have someone that I think fantasy-wise it's looking extremely grim for, and that's A.J. Dillon, especially after last night. People expected this guy to be a third down back or at least a goal line back. And I mean, at this point, Aaron Jones has three touchdowns. They're at the one. And this dude's not even on the field. He's not even anywhere to be seen. They give Aaron Jones his fourth touchdown, which at that point I'm thinking it's kind of clipped for A.J. Dillon. I don't know how you guys feel about that
0: no comment that's my boy no comment
2: i do know you are one of the biggest aj dillon fans probably <laughs> in america but fantasy no, i mean dude it is bigger. it's like
0: it's like painful to watch like he's like the clear cut rb2 and like i guess maybe it's just yeah it's one of those nights for aaron jones but um like i'll just like i'll still keep the guy on my bench just because god forbid aaron jones goes down i mean he's like the clear cut RB one. But other than that, like he's, yeah, he's not, he's not even like a flex option at this point.
3: No, I think, I think looking at last night and the amount of usage that Aaron Jones had, like obviously he was like, you guys said, like he was on the field, you know, going for like going for the fourth touchdown, stuff like that. Like there could have been times where they could have given him a break and they didn't. So you could call it like urgency. Like they couldn't go. zero and two. So they had to throw him out there for as many touches as possible or maybe this is their new like offensive scheme. But if that amount of usage continues throughout the year, like you have to think that he, he is going to somehow come up with an injury and Dylan's going to get time. So like, he's not a good start now, but like, yeah, certainly I would recommend holding on to him just in the event that, you know, he goes down with some kind of injury.
0: Never hurts to have the handcuff.
3: Never hurts. But speaking of a backup, that I don't like that people have been talking a lot about through the first two weeks, Tony Pollard. I know after week one, everyone was high on him. And, you know, they were saying like, well, he's the, you know, he's got more juice in the backfield. Zeke's just a better blocker. Like that's what they should use him for. And.
0: I can tell you watched the Monday night countdown yesterday.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, I gotta do my homework. You know, I gotta, I gotta look up and, and you know, Hear all the opinions, make my own opinions, stuff like that. But, uh, no, but after this past week, like Zeke kind of showed signs of like trending in the right direction. So, you know, you hope that they kind of lean that way. I mean, for their sake, I mean, they put so much money into that dude. So, you kind of have to use more than just million like, you know, dollars. Yeah, you, I would recommend not paying that much money to block. Like, maybe if you're going to pay like Zach Martin to, that much to block, all right, well, that's his main job. Um, but a running back, not so much. But I think Zeke's going to be more in, in the uh, in the scheme this week. I don't know how much Pollard's going to get on the ground in terms of carries and then receptions as well. So um, I would sit him.
0: Yeah, no, I, I probably wouldn't pick up Tony Pollard either. One, he just doesn't have a spot on my team. Or two, like, I just don't really trust it. Yeah, either. you can't,
3: you kind of already got enough for, you know backup running backs on your team already. So
0: <laughs> can't I add any more. But I mean, no. It's just like as you said, they have invested so much money into Zeke. It's just it feels weird unless like they're just going to completely replace him. Like why? At least see what you have in Zeke and see if he still has that quote-unquote juice still left in it. But as for running back, I do like this week. I got to stay in the NFC East. Let's let's take Saquon, man. It's the time. It's the time. Facing the Falcons, D. Probably one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I mean, they've allowed 30 points plus in both weeks. You got to think the Giants actually are going to be in this competitive game. I mean, they were last week too, but they still just had kind of a leash on Saquon. Maybe this is the time you finally unleash the guy and see if that knee is fully healthy. We're now over 52 weeks, so a whole year of him being recovered from the ACL surgery. So. Let's let's ride it out with him. I like the matchup versus Atlanta at home. Do you think, Saquon. Let's go wild.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to roll off that because you yeah, kind of stole my flow here. But I agree that Atlanta defense is horrible, as we spoke about a couple weeks ago. So I'm rolling with Kenny G. Big breakout in New York for the guy. Uh, he's yet to have that big week. He's looking for it. He's hungry. This is definitely the week to do it.
0: I like I I think that a lot of the Giants are good plays. Kenny G, Saquon. Even dude, even Daniel Jones is like a streaming option. He was like the third best quarterback last week, and that's versus a good Washington defense. So I think any I think any um any Giants player is kind of a good play. Shepard's led them in targets both weeks so far. Kenny G's slowly getting his way into the offense, so that's kind of just a good, a good jump z if you want to do receivers or running backs you can do whatever one you want i
1: mean i just got to give a quick shout out to my flyer pick last week darius slayton i mean the dude caught a touchdown and then he ended up dropping one so i can't like brag on about him too much but um i mean if you want to watch him in deep leagues keep on watching them <laughs> uh but just kind of going i'll i'll kind of bounce off the saquon take in the sense that you said the atlanta defense is just kind of garbage they let up a lot of points. My The pick a guy, the pick for the guy that I like this week was actually Jonathan Taylor for very similar reasons. Uh, they're playing Tennessee, and the Tennessee defense has just been abysmal the last two weeks. Like, they finished, like, 30 or 31 or 32 the last two weeks, let up, like, 30 points each week. Um, I think JT's due for a breakout game. Um, I know at the end of the game the other day um, – I was getting a little ticked off as a JT owner. Like Marlon Mack was in there getting touches uh, over JT. Uh, And there were rushes, not even like passes. So like that was a little frustrating. So I think maybe JT has a little chip on shoulder that he wants to prove he's the RB1. I think it's a good matchup against the Tennessee defense that hasn't been showing much. And I'm hoping for this guy to have a breakout week. I feel like he's on the cusp.
3: It's also worth mentioning that if Carson Wentz is a no-go – the there's going to be more running options uh in indie this week so i had i had taylor as well as a guy that i would like this week um since most of my picks are uh usually worth nothing i i have to shout out aj green as well since we're on that um did catch a tutty um only pick i've gotten right in two weeks uh that includes like bold predictions all that kind of stuff so i gotta you're shut that out
0: you're on the you're on the upswing
3: I'm one for my last one. Shoot or shoot, baby. That's all I gotta say. Um, I'm gonna move to tight end for the guy that I like the most. Um, Kyle Pitts, really. You know, I, 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 after his week against Tampa, like we we talk about, like oh, Tampa returning re- really everyone. A
0: lot of people to watch Atlanta, New York, huh?
3: I guess, and we have like no, you know, we're not.
1: Yeah, because there There's might no be seventy-five. There might be seventy-five points.
2: Fantasy forecast game of the week. So take <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> over is what you heard. Yeah, but but I mean,
3: we saw for the first time. Obviously, it was only second game, but we saw what the Atlanta defense does when it's trailing and they air the ball out. He was clearly the number two option. Sometimes he was getting catches in certain situations where you would see Calvin Ridley get them. Obviously, Ridley got a lot of receptions toward the end of the game when it was kind of out of reach, but Pitts was like running great routes. He was getting wide open, uh, whether that's missed coverage or whatever. I think he had like seven catches for 70 yards, something around there. Um, Maybe he ends up getting in the end zone for the first time. You know, I I think he kind of showed that he was the number two guy. And if, obviously if we're talking about, you know, this matchup with the Giants and the Giants are coming off of a solid week offensively. Maybe we do get a shootout like that and maybe he becomes, you know, he, he continues to get a bunch of targets and a bunch of receptions.
0: We're going to come back next week and the score was going to be freaking 10 to it, 7. It's going to be just field goals. Yeah, that would be absolutely pain. So you jumped ahead to the tight ends. I'm just going to swing back real quick to the wide receivers. Receiver, like a whole receiving core I like this week is the Bengals receiving core. I mean, like I've kind of talked about this team in past episodes. Like I love the offense. The defense is garbage, but like, I love that offense. And like, I know Tyler talked about it last week, but he has a bad track record. So we'll go to me this time and we'll go against the Steelers rivalry game. They're going to come out after a bad performance at the bears. They're going to want to showcase something, especially if Hayden's hurt still and not going to play. Steelers secondary is depleted, and you can't really contain all three of those guys. So, one of them's got to do it. Jamar, who's had two touchdowns in two weeks, Boyd, or T. Higgins again.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, hopefully, you have more luck than I do. I love that group; uh, very talented, one of the top wide receiver groups yeah, in the well, NFL you, for you sure.
0: Put them, you put them down in the ditch last week. I had to bring them. I did them dirty. We got to bring them back up. We're all over the value of Jamar Chase in fantasy. That's my flex. I wish. I don't have a spot to play him. I'm actually playing Deontay over him. So if Deontay's out with, of course, the last play of the game, the dude gets hurt when it doesn't matter. Hopefully he's back, though. Um, Z, I don't know what you think about the Bengals receivers or anyone else. We know you like the other rookie receivers.
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, Devontae Smith had a slow game the other day, but hopefully he'll bounce back. Um, yeah, i um, I think that the Bengals wide receiving core is probably the most entertaining one to watch. Just like all these are just like, I mean, I remember years ago, like Tyler Boyd's like first few years in the league. I like drafted him, and like slowly he turned into a flex play. And like he's not even that old, and now you have these two young guns, uh, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, with a young quarterback who looks very promising. I mean, the get Joe, get, asses. yeah, I mean, that was horrible. He hadn't thrown a pick in his last like 200 attempts or something like that before those three in a row, but get Joe mixing out of Cincy, get a better running back and I'm all for it. Um, he quit? You, dude, it was literally he just got the bag.
0: He literally uh, was two week one.
1: And, and I think Dan mentioned it last week. Like he, he said, he didn't like him in the matchup. I agree with him And, I mean, I guess the whole yeah, but you don't like him offense. for like
0: personal reasons because he like kills your. He, fans. he just doesn't perform. Well, listen, I feel he's like he's not on, I don't on know. your team though. He's listen.
3: Okay. There is a such thing as PTSD from fantasy. <laughs> I know it from Ezekiel Elliott from last year. It's a thing. I am I am an advocate for it. When we yeah. meet, we meet every week and we talk about the players that have screwed up our former fantasy football team. So if he has done you wrong in fantasy football, I standing behind you and sending him as far away from your team as possible.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, guess, I guess that's, uh, that's kind of my take on the receivers. I think we kind of covered it. Uh, moving on to the tight ends, I also, similarly to Dan, was going to say Kyle Pitts. I feel like against the Giants, it's just a great game for him to kind of bust onto the scene and just like have that first game where you're like, okay, Kyle Pitts is that dude. He is the wide receiver too. He's going to be, uh, you know, a solid guy in the league. Stuff like that. Um, so that was a solid take. Um, I mean, one di D- that I was like I, s- I mentioned last week was Cole Komet, and I mean I I know the B- uh, Bears didn't really have much offense at all. Uh, but I'm not saying Sid play. Yeah, but they got making. fields now, bro. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just basically saying that my take was bad, and that you know I hope Cole Komet like bounces back. I think he's got talent, but. I don't know. Maybe just not in the Bears' offense. I mean, the whole Bear offense as a whole. Just like Allen Robinson is probably like wide receiver seventy eight right now. Like the poor dude is just having a not a good start. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I like the Kyle Pitts take, and I think he's a great play.
0: I think I think like my tight end take is like kind of obvious, so I'll just make it short and sweet. Start Noah Fan. Start Noah Fan. Move on with your life
2: yeah i agree no fancy goat but uh one I want to say which is probably a really good start is Dallas Goddard he might be the only tight end on the roster next week so definitely a play
0: Ertz is on IR
2: yeah definitely a play then
0: i like that i I mean it kind of goes against Dan's point but dan Dan doesn't dan doesn't even like his own points at some at some times so. yeah
3: this isn't a surprise to anybody <laughs> this isn't a surprise Like I said, Uh, I said, I said, this dude could be a really great backup uh, guy gets COVID. Like, like I am bad luck at this point. So anybody, anybody that I said this week, let's see. Jalen hurts. I said, sit, probably gonna have a good game. Tony Uh Pollard sit, probably going to rush for a touchdown. Kyle Pitts start may get injured. We don't know.
0: So can you give me a receiver?
3: (laughs) Oh man. See, I had here, I had start, I had Debo because Debo is like the number one option. Yeah, but he's
0: going to face Jair.
3: Yeah. So clamp not going to, not going to be good. And then I had as a sit, kind of like a, like a beware with Brandon Cooks. Cause you know, no tie rod. The quarterback is who, who knows. Davis- if, you're,
2: if you're starting Brandon cooks, you're down bad.
3: People have been throwing him at flex because he's yeah, been he hasn't like
2: been that bad though.
3: Yeah, so I once again, but well, I just said sit him, so he's gonna do well this week. <laughs> so I also had in my notes to sit Logan Thomas, but so he's gonna go off too. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just airing everything out, and we'll yeah. evaluate next week.
0: Yes, <laughs> you, you got nothing left in the tank, dude. And it's like week three. So Dan, we'll we'll keep rolling with you let the others wait we're moving on take a flyer Mm -hmm. last week you actually had a hit last week in aj it's my
3: only hit that if we're going
0: hits we're going hits including like
3: you know bold predictions all that stuff i'm probably like one for 23 but that's but like i said i'm one for my last one so we're gonna keep it going we're gonna stay wide receiver uh i was trying to stay on the trend of not in a lot of leagues uh like still in the waiver wire um we're gonna go, even with the question of who, the, who is going to be starting for quarterback. I'm gonna go Zach Pascal of the Colts. Your jaw's like dropping. I, like I know. You, you you look I at it. He
0: was like he was like number two on my board for it. That's why through I two weeks, oh, eleven targets,
3: nine catches, eighty-one yards, and three touchdowns. He is their number one option in the red zone. So. I mean, Pittman kind of chewed last week, so. though. But, yeah. but, I mean, he still – and he had five catches for 38 yards in the touchdown. Like, he still got his. Like, fantasy-wise, like, that's still 12 points. Like, that's a solid flex option. Week one, he had 18. Um, obviously, depending on what the quarterback situation's like, you, you don't know what uh, – um, you know, what it's going to look like in terms of, like, how much they're going to pass, run, like, all that kind of stuff. But if they're in the red zone and they're going to pass, like – there's a good chance he could be like that number one target. So uh, we're going to run the table. We're going to see if we can go two for two. I'm going to go with him.
0: Great call. I, no, I, I literally, he was number two on my board, but I'm going to let Z go first before I give him on.
1: Yeah, no, my uh flyer for, for this week, uh he's only 2% rostered as of when I checked earlier is uh KJ Osborne on the Vikings. Now I know you got Jet. I know you got Adam Thielen. But even despite the those two guys also having great weeks, KJ Osborne has um he's just popped onto the scene. I feel like sure he's
0: played not to cut you off, but like above eighty percent of the snaps the first two weeks. So he's yeah, crazy. and
1: I'm and I think he's caught like eleven of his like fourteen or fifteen targets. Um he has over twelve fantasy points both the last weeks. Only 2% rostered. If you are in a league where you're struggling for like a flex play, a consistent flex play, I mean, you might as well give him an option. Uh, Give him a look, I should say. I mean, 2% rostered. He's probably available in most leagues. Um, I mean, even when the other two receivers are doing so well, it seems like he's getting his touches as well. So just a guy to be on the lookout for. Uh, Again, it's a flyer, so you never know. But, uh, yeah, definitely take a look at K.J. Osborne.
2: So uh, you were talking about how he is a very low roster percentage, so I'm going to bounce the opposite way. And I want to talk about what I think is the number one waiver wire option this week, and that's Rondell Moore. I know we discussed him earlier. You guys were talking about usage rate earlier, and this dude, week one, saw 20% of the snaps. Week two saw just under 50%, and he's still putting up stats. So I think this week he's looking about well over 50% of the snaps, probably wide receiver 3 slot option. This dude is shifty. I know Brett loves him too. This is one of my favorite prospects coming in this year. This kid is crazy. Reminds me so much of Tyreek Kill, a little smaller, but absolutely so shifty. Has the speed as well.
0: Yeah, I love love me some Rondell Moore. I think the guy's awesome, and like I just remember watching him burst onto the scene versus Ohio State his freshman year, and then he just kind of played with injuries the whole time, but a guy i'm actually going to go with i'm going to bank I'm going to bank on Justin Fields playing and i'm going to say i know he's been off to a pretty crappy start but he showed me some promise last year so let's bank on it let's go with let's go with Darnell Mooney i mean i think like the guy the guy was pretty solid last year as a fifth round pick coming in but he just i don't know he just doesn't seem to have the chemistry with Dalton so he was probably owned in more leagues at the start of the year than he is now but with fields i think he kind of can build that like rookie and second year connection that you see with like a lot of rookie qbs and young receivers so i think mooney's a guy to keep your eye on he might not hit this week but down the line he's definitely a guy to be on your radar
2: yeah i actually love that pick uh i know a lot of people only know mooney for the meme when he slapped um That Saints cornerback, but this dude has gotten tons of targets this year already. He is a solid wide receiver too. This dude gets open. He's a very good wide receiver in this league.
0: Dalton can't give him the ball. That's what I'm saying.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Definitely, he definitely was drafted
0: in like the second or second to last round of like your the last or second to last round of your draft. Excuse me, your draft. But like now, he hasn't really produced much. In the first two weeks, and there's obviously other people like you said, Rondell Moore, who people are going to want to pick up. So Mooney might be the guy that they drop, and then if he's dropped, wait, don't use your waiver claim, sit on it, and then just pick him up afterwards. I think yeah. I just think that's a great option.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: But all right, let's get to everyone's favorite favorite topic: bold predictions. And I know. Z's got one wrapped up right away, ready to go. Dan is, what are you owing to? You knew the answer to that. Come <laughs> on, man, that's cold. <laughs> we retracted Tyler's half point after Corey Davis's drop uh, interception that led to his double
2: field. drop interception.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you're back to zero. I came close. Najee was close, but Owen 2. So, so is the
2: leaderboard? Are we all tied at zero?
0: No, he somebody- gets one.
2: Hey, I'm a clean slate still. I haven't lost yet, Dan.
0: <laughs> I don't know. You got <laughs> used Actually,
2: wait, buttons. no, no, I did lose
0: Zach Wilson was gonna have a day and he had four picks.
2: Whoa, 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 well, he, oh, see, he had he had I a day. It was not a good one. He had a day. Average day.
0: <laughs> I t hey, you're lucky you just didn't come to the presser and say he was seeing ghosts. <laughs>
2: That question was posed. I know.
0: That's why I said said that. (laughs) But go ahead. Only guy with a dub.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a little bit extra bold. I know last week I was getting some ridicule for saying top seven. So I'm throwing all my chips, throwing all my chips in the center right now. Kyle Pitts is going to be the number one scoring tight end in fantasy football this week. And – I know Kelsey's gonna have a great week. Well, Austin if the Giants or
0: Falcons are listening, they might as well just like fly us to the game because this is just like the only matchup we talked about all week.
1: I mean, it's got it's probably one of the most offensive loaded matchups of the of the week for sure. And like I said, I I know me and Dan talked about Kyle Pitts. I was gonna talk about it before Dan mentioned it, so I'm throwing all my chips in the middle. Kyle Pitts, number one tight end in fantasy football this week. He's gonna have a monster game. Rough stat line I'll give right now, just a guess. I'm going to say 9, 145, and a tutter.
2: Good Lord,
0: 145. <laughs> oh, yeah, this I'm going is... all in.
1: I'm going all in. <laughs> so, by, wait, wait. So, so by it that logic, like I, hate one one receiver I hate to, b- in I hate
0: to break it to you, but that's kind of like an average week for Kelsey.
1: I know. that's. What, I mean, that's why I, I got to say Kyle Pitts is going to do it. So.
0: so, by that logic, that's what? That's... 23 from – if you're playing full PPR, nine catches is nine. 14 for the yards is 23, and then six. Six 29,
1: 29. Yep. Book it. Book it. We'll be talking about it next Tuesday. Wow.
0: Kyle Pitts for a 29 piece. Good. I had to get
1: bolder. I had to get bolder.
0: I mean, I'll jump in next. I got – I'm going, I think, at least three out of the four of us, boy, in in this – In this pod, I got Justin Jefferson's a top three wide receiver finisher this week against Seattle. I think Minnesota 0-2, they're not going to want to go to 0-3. And Kirk's best friend should be Justin Jefferson every time down. And Dalvin Cook is banged up. So, one, pick up Alexander Madison. Two, if he is banged up, that increases Jets' value even more. Finishes top three. Since Z's given a prediction on points, I mean, I think I got to do the same. Let's – I mean, the guy broke out week three last year. Let's do it again this year. Let's give the guy – we'll go seven for 175 and two tutties.
1: So I give a 29-point stat line, and this dude gives, like, what, a 38? And it's just like, okay, sure, yeah.
0: Yeah, but you're banking on a
1: rookie. I'm banking okay. on a dude who should have won rookie of the year. I mean, that's a topic for another day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> With that stat line, we're gonna see a lot of gritty. <laughs> I hope so. Yes. Yeah, so um, I'll go next. I definitely do not have as bold of a take as Z. So I know Dan was talking about, oh, if the quarterbacks uh, depends on the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Jacob Eason is coming in and winning the Colts their first football game. This dude from Washington is legit. I've been waiting for this moment for him to play for two years now. I cannot wait for Sunday. He's going to come in, and he's getting them their first dub. I'm how, many, saying... how many
3: touchdowns to Zach <laughs> Pascal? That's what I need to
0: know. At least one. Probably zero because you said his name.
2: I, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I really do love Jacob Eason, though, and I'm so excited to watch this kid finally play. <sighs>
3: All right. Took a lot of debating, but Justin Herbert going up against the Kansas City defense. That has been a little shoddy. Not great, obviously. Sunday night didn't look good. Had a couple picks early on, but Still took the L I'm gonna say Justin Herbert bounces back. I'm not gonna to say top quarterback. Outperforms Mahomes. Is that where you're going? I wasn't even gonna go with that. I was just gonna stick point base, he's top five. Not you know, top I because the first two weeks, he has not been great fantasy wise. Been he good, not great. All right, I'll give you that. He's put up like fifteen a game which for a quarterback, not, it's not ideal. Like there are, are – I don't even know what he's ranked in terms of – he, I think, is – I'm trying to see here. He's, he's ranked 24th in quarterbacks. This is on ESPN I'm looking at. So, like, there's like – he's destined for, like, some kind of breakout. And I think the Chiefs, like, they obviously were like, you know, I think they have a couple injuries in their secondary. like.
2: Frank Clark's th- out too, I believe.
3: I, and he, uh, you know, he's he's shown flashes, but he's just been – he's thrown picks, and the turnovers have not been great for him so far. I think he bounces back. I'm not going to say stat-wise, but I'm going to say he puts up –
0: ooh. 400 I'm, yards. Come on. No. Yeah,
2: come no, on. We need, we need a full stat line. That's, that's All right, a full stat the, line. The status quo right. here. Okay.
3: I'm going to say he throws for – I'm gonna say 3:30. I'm gonna say throws for.
0: I'll say four touchdowns and a pick. Damn, so you're
3: that's ra- a you're, really
2: good game.
0: You're you're ration on the guy for throwing a pick, and then you
3: just say he's throwing another one because he's already three. He's thrown four. Like you, I cannot see him. Your fantasy QB though, you don't want picks. If he's giving me four touchdowns, I don't care if he throws a pick. You know, so Definitely. by that you're probably going like that. That's probably giving you, oh man, it's probably pushing thirty at least in terms
0: of fans. Depending scoring. on depending on the score. You know? yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna say cracks the top five, probably like five or four. Can't see him going any higher, but I'm gonna throw it in there. I usually try to do the bold predictions with someone that's like either on my team or against my team, so I can monitor it very closely. So he is my starting quarterback, so I will be monitoring the situation very closely when they play at one o'clock on Sunday. Love
0: it. Love it. I think, yeah. Hey, everyone's, everyone's bold takes are just always bold and who knows, dude, maybe like me and you, Dan can get on the board in the bold take department. Z's the only one like kind of holding on with the little W.
1: Well, I'll be two. I'll be two and one after next week.
0: Yeah. Okay, buddy. Keep dreaming on that one, guy. But I mean, hey, listen back to us next week, same time, same place. We'll do it all again. Recap week three. Move on to week four. We'll be ready to go. Till next time.